same without you. So um, this morning we started a new tradition in our youth group. It's uh, pretty much vandalism, but uh, I mean, I guess <laughs> I didn't watch, okay? Um, but we took one of our signs down and I let the seniors sign the wall. So, and I hope to go back years back and just look at that wall and just remember all those who go through our youth group. So I am very proud of you guys, um, and I think God can do great things with your life if you let him. So let's, let's go to this passage, 2 Timothy 3, 15 through 17, and here's what it says. It's in, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for everything you've given to us. I pray that you'd help me as I'm speaking today. I pray that you'd just give me wisdom to say exactly what you'd have me to say. Lord, I pray you'd help whatever I say to help these graduates in their future. And with moving on, Lord, and Lord, I pray you'd help this message to also be a challenge to those who are sitting here as well. I pray you'd help me. I pray you'd keep my nerves down and pray also in your name. Amen. Well, this wasn't here when we, um, this wasn't here when I started praying. So, so I have a little example for tonight. I got my Under Armour bag. Any Under Armour fans? No? Okay. Well, okay. Better than Nike. Anyways, moving on. I probably can't say that on live stream, but I get sued. But for, um, I don't know, how many of you grew up going to Bible camp or any camp, any camp of any sort? I did, okay, and I loved going to camp, okay? Most of the camps I went to were Bible camps or you know, church camps, whatever you want to call it. But I loved going to camp, okay? And you know what? I loved packing for camp because I loved thinking about all the things I was going to do, and I enjoyed packing for camp. You know, got your shoes. Brother Blake uh, has really big feet, okay? So those took up a lot of room. But I didn't care. I liked shoes. So we packed two pairs of shoes, you know. And, uh, you know, you need socks. Everybody needs socks. So I threw some socks in there. Toiletries, okay? Oh, just a side note for the teens that are going to camp this year. Bring your toiletries, okay? <laughs> Bring soap. Whatever else you need, just bring it all, okay? So the reason I'm doing this is to, to help the kids that are coming to camp with us this week, okay? So no, uh, toiletries, you know, you know, I got to look nice. I got some polos or some button-ups here, you know, for the services. You know, and I've been thinking of all the things. Well, I need plenty of T-shirts. We're playing lots of games. When I went to camp, we were always outside sweating. So I would bring, like, 20 T-shirts. So, you know, plenty of T-shirts. Brought a lot of t-shirts, your bathing suit. Okay, what's camp with a lot of, without a little swimming? You know, that's the fun thing. You know, I got I to get my bathing suit in there. You know, some pants, some things in here. I got to pack it all in. A towel. Kids, once again, a towel. Okay, a towel. Get a towel in there. Last but not least, I got to get a pillow. And this is where the struggle always came in. Okay. I gotta fit my pillow in my bag. I got all this other stuff, and now I'm trying to jam a pillow in here. Okay, and as you can see, my bag is pretty full. 
Okay, I brought a lot bigger of a bag this, than this when I went to camp, but besides the point. But uh, my bag's pretty full. You know, and then you struggle. Everybody's got that struggle. You know, you, you got to close the bag. My, I get my wife to come sit on top of it, whatever you got to do. You know, got to zip it up. And, you know, every year I get it all zipped up, get it all ready to go. And I'd realize I forgot something. I, I mean, every single year I do the same thing. I forgot something. I'm going to Bible camp, I'm going to church camp, and I forgot the most important thing in my bag. And now I'm like, well, I don't really have room. Well, I can't take my bathing suit out. It's a little more important. Uh, my pillow, I can't sleep without a pillow. I need my pants, I need it all. What am I going to do? And I didn't leave room for this Bible. Now, Lacey and Michael, you guys have been preparing for this moment your whole entire life. Okay, you're moving on. You're becoming an adult. Okay, and all throughout your younger years and throughout your uh, high school years, you've been packing your bag. You've been putting a lot of things in there. All those math classes that you didn't enjoy, it's important. Okay, you, you shove those in there. All those, all, those, all those times that there was hard things in life, you shoved those in there. You got to remember what, what happened. The, the advice your parents gave you, you stuck that in there. Okay. All your talents. Um, Lacey, you work at a florist, right? And now you have a talent. You're a florist. You can put flowers together. I don't know how well, but that's besides the point. Okay? But, you know, you have, a, you, you, have, you have that talent. And, you know, you stuck it in your bag. You're getting ready for your future. Michael, you said you enjoyed music, and you've, you've been pursuing music, and you know how to play a couple music instruments. You know, you stuck that in. There. There's those talents you had. And there's a lot of things you can, you can stick in your bag and things that you need for the rest of your life. And every single one of them are important. But don't forget this. Okay, because this is the most important. This is the thing that will help you through life. This is the thing, I, I, I feel bad calling it a thing. So this is God's word and he will, and it will help you in everything. All these other talents, I mean, music, it's great but it's not going to help you in every area of your life. God's word will. So don't forget to pack it. Don't forget to pack God's word. You know, don't put all those other things in and forget that there's one thing that's very important, and that's God and his word. So how do we remember to pack God's word? Tonight we're going to look at three ways to remember God's word. Pretty practical ways to help us not forget to pack God's word in our life. The first one is learn to desire God's word. In 2 Timothy 3.15, this is what it says, okay? Oh, I am not on the right page. Okay, second, that is 1 Timothy. 2 Timothy 3.15, this is what it says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which were able to make thee wise unto salvation 
through faith which is in Jesus Christ. In this passage, Paul, he's speaking. And he's speaking to Timothy. And here, Timothy, he's, an, he's already saved. He, he already knows the scripture. And when it says here, um, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, yes, scripture can, get, can help you get saved. And yes, when I think it, it probably was talking about that as well, I don't think that's all it was saying. The scriptures can make thee wise unto salvation. Part of what he was saying is that scripture can keep you from the evils of this world. Scripture can keep you from the sin of this world. I don't know how many of you growing up, okay, growing up, show of hands, your grandparents or your parents, Michael Lacey, I don't know about you guys, but grandparents or parents told you that if you eat your vegetables, you will grow up and be a very strong person and a healthy person, okay? Now, whether or not that statement's true, we won't get into that tonight, for my wife's sake, because she won't eat her vegetables. I was kidding. I'm just kidding. Man, I'm going to hear that by when I get home. So uh, I took that back. <laughs> But uh, you know what? You know, they told you, you know, if you eat your vegetables, you will grow up to be healthy and you will grow up to be strong. Now, if you eat pizza every day, I know this isn't true because, I mean, look at me. Uh, you get fat, okay? You have to have these things in your appetite. You have to have these things in your life that you that that help you grow strong and stay help you stay healthy. And the truth is, a lot of us don't like vegetables. I went over to the. I'm going to tell a story about the pastor's kids, so I'm going to be in trouble. But I'm just kidding. We went. I went over to pastor's house the other day, and his wife made Brussels sprouts because she heard I liked Brussels sprouts, and she made this big old pan, and nobody ate them but me, and I th and his wife. And you know what? They did not desire to have these vegetables, okay? They did not have a desire and a want for them. But the truth is, vegetables help us stay healthy. A good, a good, a good balanced meal helps us stay healthy. But when it comes to God's word, we leave it out. We don't have a desire for it. Just like some of us don't like vegetables, we're just, eh, we're good. Now the problem is, there's other things that we have a desire for more. You name it. Our, our TV shows. Spending time with our friends. Our kids, anything, anything that you desire more than God's word can keep you from God's word. And we have to grow an appetite for God's word because you know what? God's word is going to keep us from sin in our life. And if we don't have it in our life, That's when we get into trouble. Michael and Lacey 
have a desire for God's word. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes it's hard to put your phone down and read your Bible. But the truth is, we have, should have a desire for God's word so much that it's not hard. That we understand it's so important that we desire it. God's word will keep us from sin. God's word will keep us from all the evil things of this world. But we don't desire it. You know, many of us want God to work in our lives and miraculously we work, but we don't want to put any work in. We want everything, we want to be great Christians, but we don't want to spend time in his word. And we won't spend time in his word if we don't have a desire for it. Understand that God's word is good for you. You might have to build an appetite for it. When I was three, I didn't look at Brussels sprouts and say, ooh, those are good. I had to build an appetite for it. I enjoy Brussels sprouts now. Many of you are like, okay, you have problems. Fair enough. But you know what? You got to grow an appetite for it. Grow an appetite for God's word because it will keep you from sin. Dwight L. Moody, he said this, the Bible will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. It's true. If you have sin in your life, it will keep you from the Bible. Second, not only should we learn to desire God's word, but second, we should learn to appreciate God's word. And many of you know this verse, 2 Timothy 3.16. That's what it says. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. I don't think some of us understand how valuable that is. Michael Macy, I hope you understand how valuable that is. This, the word of God is God's word. The word of God is God's word. That's, that's, real, that's real professional. The word of God, it said it, it was inspired by God. It means it literally, what they say is it literally means it was God breathed. The value of this book is not just any other book in the library. It is God's word. And I think a lot of us have forgotten about that. Yes, we, we say, yeah, it's God. But do we understand the value of that? You know, back in Bible times, God spoke to people. If God were to speak to you, you would count that as pretty valuable. You say, that's pretty amazing. The truth is, he is. The truth is, he's given you his word so that he can. But we don't want to acknowledge it. We would rather watch our TV shows made by man than read God's word. We'd rather read our books written by human beings than read God's word. Understand the value, the value of that. The value that this is God's word. And you know what? If he came down now, if, if he spoke now, he wouldn't say anything different than he already has. He said this is perfect, this is complete, and this is ready for us. 
the value of God's word. So appreciate God's word because it's valuable. But you know what? Appreciate God's word for the doctrine. In this verse, it says, and it's profitable for doctrine. What does that mean? It means it's profitable to tell us what is right in this world. The Bible will tell you what is right. Michael and Lacey, God's word will tell you what's right. And that's why it's so important for you to have it in your life. That's why it's so important for you to pack it in your bag. Because the truth is, you can't know what's right without God's word. Because it tells us what's right. Appreciate it for the reproof. It says, and given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. That's conviction. You know, somebody once told me, okay, the, the word of God, it's not just a book. And if you can read the word of God and it not convict you, the Holy Spirit's not moving in your life. You know, Michael and Lacey, the Bible will not only tell you what's right, the doctrine in it, it will tell you what's wrong. It will tell you what is wrong in your life. It will tell me what's wrong in my life. And that's why I need it. For the correction. And that's how to get things right. Get things right in your life. Not only will it tell you what's wrong and right, it will tell you how to get things right. You know, there was, there was this man growing up, he was in our church, and he'd come into my dad's office every single Sunday, and he'd say, what am I doing wrong in my life, and how, how can I get it right? That, that takes some humility. I'm going to be honest. Uh, pastor, I worked for pastor, but it would take some serious humility for me to walk into pastor's office every week and say, pastor, I know I'm not perfect, but what exactly do I do wrong? Tell me every detail. He's like, oh, I got a list. <laughs> and tell me how to get it right. The truth is God's word does that for us. He tells you how to get things right in our life. And while, yes, it hurts and it stinks and it humiliates us, it's helpful. It's why the Bible is there. It's why he gave it to us. He gave it to us so we can know what's right in this world. He gave it to us so we know what's wrong in this world. He gave it to us so we can know how to get things right in our life. But the problem is, sometimes it hurts too much, so we don't, we ignore it. I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of pastor preaching. And I'm like, oh, close to home. I'm good. I walk out the door and I don't remember it. That's not why God gave us his word. He gave it to you, Michael and Lacey. He gave it to you so you can know how to live your life. He gave it to you so you can know <laughs> how to get things right in your life. He gave it to us for the instruction as well. And you know this instruction, um, I, I would explain it this way. How to discipline yourself. Uh, Man, discipline is something that's hard. I don't know about you guys, but me and uh, me and Kaylin, 
just started running again in the mornings. I haven't started since COVID. I, I hadn't gone since COVID, but getting up in the mornings is not fun, okay? And then getting up in the morning to know that I'm just going to run is even less fun, okay? I'm not a good runner. I don't enjoy it. So it takes some serious discipline. Sometimes I won't get up. I'll just be honest, okay? And then my wife throws me out of bed, and then we will get up and we'll go. But you know what? This instruction tells us how to discipline ourselves, how to keep things right in our life. Appreciate God's word, okay, because it's valuable, because he gave it to us. But appreciate it for all the things that are in it. Appreciate it for how it tells us what's right. I'm so glad that God gave us his word so that we know what's right and wrong in this world. I'm appreciative that God gave us his word because you know what? It corrects me when I'm wrong. I'm appreciative that God gave us his word because it instructs me to know what to do. And you know, the truth is none of us don't know this. But I think we sometimes just ignore it. Because if we truly understood it, we'd spend more time in God's word. And I don't say that to be a holier than thou. Honestly, I'm preaching this because God preached it to me. And Michael and Lacey, I'm telling you this is because, you know what? Through my college career, I did not spend enough time in God's word. And I suffered for it. Because God's word will tell you what's right. God's word will tell you what's wrong. It will tell you how to change your life. And we need it. Third, acknowledge the power God's word has. In verse 17, this is what it says. It says that the man of God may be perfect. You know what? If you read God's word, you will be a perfect human being. Pretty quiet. It's like, whoa, what did he just say? No, you won't. The word perfect here, um, instead, of, instead of meaning, you know what, you will, it, in every level of your life, you'll do everything right. It means that you will mature. Just like a kid matures, okay? If Mark did something stupid, okay, never happens, right, Mark? Never, okay. I'm trying to think of an example. Let's say, let's say Mark, right now, he grabbed a glass of water and he came and threw it in my face. You would think that's pretty immature. Mark, you would never do that. Okay, but let's say, uh, Brother Tom, you did the same thing. <laughs> From one, we would say, wow, the immaturity. You know, and from the other, we'd be like, Brother Tom, what are you thinking? Was the sermon really that bad? You know? <laughs> so, but the truth is, the word of God, it will help us be perfect in a manner that it will help us mature. It will help us mature in our Christian life, which brings us to this next phrase, thoroughly furnished. God's word will help us mature so we can be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. 
This word furnish means to supply or to equip. Did you know that God's word supplies you and God's word equips you? And this is where I really want you guys to listen, Michael and Lacey, because here's the truth. God's word will equip you for what's ahead in your life. God's word has every single answer. It's thoroughly furnished unto all good works. It has the answer to every single problem in this life. In the world we live in today, so many people look at their phones for answers. What's going on in our world? What's Joe Biden doing now? And we forget that our answers are in Christ. Our answers are in God's word. We're so focused on, okay, what did this news reporter say we need to do? Because this is going on. The answers are right in front of us. We don't care. We don't spend the time to read it. Because the truth is, to every situation you're going to go through in college, Michael Lacey, and in your life, God's word has the answers. I think sometimes we forget that, though. You know, God's word has the answer to me not finding a house right now. As much as I don't like that, it does. You know what? God's word tells me to be patient. It tells me to trust. It tells me to wait on him. And as much as I don't like that, it has the answers for me. But if I'm not willing to use that in my life, that's where I get myself in trouble. That's where I allow sin in. Michael and Lacey, allow God's word to, to change you. Allow its power to come into your life and allow it to change you in a manner that you know it has every single answer. Allow it to mature you in your Christian life so you know where the answers come from. God's word is powerful. You know, I'm trying to think. We have any college students here. Logan, you're in here. Did, did you just take exams or have you not yet? You did. Okay. Here's my example, Logan. Let's say your professor came in one day. It's the day before exams, and he gave you the answer key. He gave it to every single student in the class. He said, here's the answer key. Now, we'd say, Logan, you're pretty dumb if he would go home and throw it on his bed and say, I'm good. We'd be like, okay, you're not very smart, buddy. He's a pretty smart kid, but that would not be smart. The truth is, in our life, let's just say it's an exam. God's word is the answer key. But we don't treat it like that. We treat it like, ah, Sunday I'll go to church, hear pastor preach, allow it to touch me a little and let it go. It's like Logan say, ah, I'll spend one minute on it. I'm good. You have the answer key. 
for everything in life. You have the answer key. You have the answers for everything in life. But the thing is, we don't spend time in it. We don't, we don't acknowledge it when we have problems. Every answer to every question, every answer to every problem is right here. Let me just give this one example, okay? We, 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 we talked about this bag, and we talked about you, Lacey and Michael. We talked about you packing it for what you need in your life, and don't forget God's word. The truth is this. Let's, let's say this instead, okay? Let's say this bag is the time you have in one single day. What are you packing it with? Facebook? TV shows, spending time with the kids, that's a good one, it really is. Spending time with the grandkids, further in the amen. My hobbies, what do you pack it with? And whatever you're packing with it is the Bible in there. Because the word of God is valuable. The word of God should be desired. The word of God should be appreciated. And the word of God is powerful. And if it's not in your life, you're missing something really big. If it's not in your daily schedule... You're missing something really big because you know what? It's the answer key. It's the instruction. It's the reproof. Even though we don't like it, it's the reproof. And we need it. So does it fit in your bag? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for everything you've given to us, Lord. I pray that you'd help us to understand how important your word is. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to understand how valuable it is. Lord, I pray that you'd help Michael and Lacey as they're, they're taking the next step in their life, but Lord, I pray that you'd help them not to forget God's word. Lord, I pray that you'd help them not to forget the most important thing. Lord, I pray all this in your name. Amen. A lot of times when... Uh there's a graduation, the word uh, success is in people's minds. Um, the Bible does include the word success, but it only includes it one time. It includes it in Joshua chapter number one and verse number eight, and it is in relation to exactly what Brother Blake just preached on. It connects success with the word of God. Here's what it says, Joshua 1 and verse number 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Uh, we want the success of the world. We want money. We want fame. We want all those things. But uh, here, God gives us, as Brother Blake said, the answer key to success.
It's his word. It's the only way to success. You, you can't get it any other way. Um, several other passages, and I'm not going to preach tonight, obviously, that we, we've had a sermon already, but I do want to just take a moment um, and uh, once again highlight the importance of the Bible in our life. Psalm 1, the very first psalm, says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight, talked about desiring the word of God, his delight, his desire is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Here's the promise. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit and his seeds and his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Obviously, we want everything you do to prosper. The only way that's going to happen is if you're in God's word, you're on a, on a very regular basis and you're doing God's word, uh, then there's tremendous promises for those who do. One, one thing that a lot of people want in life is success in finances. But in Psalm 119, there's a couple verses in there. Uh, verse 72 says this, The law of thy mouth, in reference to the word of God, the law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. I, the psalmist said, I would rather, I mean, you, you have a big old honking chunk of change, a big old pile of cash, and you have the word of God, and I had to pick one, I'm picking God's word. And then uh, Psalm 119, verse 172, therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. I hope that you two both will desire to love God's word more than you love money, um, because that'll uh, take you a lot farther than money will, the Word of God will. I'm going to ask you two to go ahead and come on up here, um, and uh, we want to present something to you all as a gift from our church uh, to let you know that we love you both. Go ahead and come on up to the platform, and uh, want to go ahead and present you each with a uh, brand new copy of the Word of God. Uh, this is you. You're Lacey, and uh, you're Michael. It has your name on them, so I want to make sure we get to the right place. Um, I think it's a very appropriate gift after the message that Brother Blake preached tonight. Um, may this be a rem reminder of what he preached and, and what he encouraged and challenged you with regarding your relationship with the Word of God. Um, I like to read something about the Bible. I'll go ahead and uh, stay up here while I read this. An unknown writer said this about the Bible. Uh, this book, Bible, is the mind of God. It's the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy. Its precepts are binding. Its histories are true, and its decisions are immutable. Please read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, 
and the Christian's character. Here, paradise is restored. Heaven is opened and the gates of hell disclosed. Christ is its grand subject. Our good is its design. And the glory of God is its end. It should fill the memory. It should rule the heart and guide the feet. Read it slowly. Please read it frequently and read it prayerfully. It is a mine of wealth, a paradise of glory, and a river of pleasure. Follow its precepts, and it will lead you to Calvary, to the empty tomb, to a resurrected life in Christ, yes, to glory itself for eternity. Uh, this book, as he said, is extremely valuable. That's why the psalmist said, I love this book above gold, yea, above much fine gold, um, because it is a, wine of, a mine of wealth, and uh, it will lead you, it will guide you if you let it. And so let's, uh, let's congratulate them, and then we'll have a word of prayer uh, for them. Also, our church wanted to present uh, a little gift as well, um, and a little congratulations card as well. Let's go ahead and have a word of uh, dedication for them at this time, and then we're going to sing a special song called, To God Be the Glory because he's the one deserves it all, right, uh, for them reaching this milestone. Let's pray together. Lord, uh, we just come to you tonight thanking you for um, this opportunity to honor these two young people who are now transitioning from high school to college, and really this signifies in our culture a, a, uh, a real transition from childhood into adulthood. And God, I do want to pray for them that you would uh, help them to follow you all the days of their life. Lord, I pray that uh, as what was preached tonight, Lord, regarding your word and how important it is for our lives, help them to have a very close, intimate relationship with the word of God. Help them, Lord, to daily take time to uh, crack it open and, and uh, enjoy and feast upon the, the wonderful uh, promises that you have for us. And uh, Father, I pray that as they do and as they delight in the word of God and as they meditate on the word of God and as they obey and do the word of God, that you might indeed grant them great success and that everything that they do would prosper. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you would help them to um, keep this a priority in their life. Lord, when times are tough and when times are good and every time in between, help them, Lord, to uh, be consistent in their time in your word. Lord, I pray that you would help them to follow you and that you would have your hand of blessing and protection upon them as they go off to college and go off into your will. And uh, Lord, help them to know that we as a church love them and that uh, we will be praying for them and that uh, we are here for them. And uh, God, I pray that uh, you would bless their parents as they go through this time of transition too. Uh, both of them, these are their first ones who are, in a sense, leaving the nest, so to speak. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would grant them uh, wisdom and, and uh, grace during this time as well. And uh, we just uh, commit them into your hands. Lord, we understand that they belong to you first and foremost. And so we just ask that you would have your hand upon them. We pray these things in the precious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.